0: Welcome to Letters to Women, a podcast that explores the feminine genius. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking to Michelle Fanley and Emily Jamminen. They're co-authors of best-selling books like Divine Mercy for Moms and The Friendship Project. In this episode, we visit about what a virtuous friendship is and how virtuous friendships with other women in your life can be fulfilling and meaningful. If you're looking for friendships or looking to transform your current friendships into virtuous friendships, this is the podcast episode for you. We talk about saints, virtues, and give some practical tips on how to invest into the women in your life. We're welcoming to the Letters to Women podcast, Michelle and Emily, who are authors of the Friendship Project to talk about their friendship and their book and the resources that they have available for women. So hi, welcome to the show, Michelle and Emily.
1: Thanks for having us, Chloe. For sure. This is Emily.
0: Hi. (laughs) (sighs) Great. So. This is the kind of question that we use to start just out almost all of these podcasts is just to dive right in and to get to know you guys better. Can you tell us a little bit about your story as Catholic women and the story of specifically you guys' friendship together?
1: Well, um, Chloe, I am the daughter of eight children. Um, I'm the oldest. Hey, and, I'm the oldest of uh, eight, too. <laughs> Um, actually, my dad is a deacon, and my brother is studying to be a Franciscan TOR, oh, that's awesome. and um, all the, my other sisters, um, five of the six are, are married. One's in medical school, the youngest, actually probably about your age, mm-hmm. and we um, are from Indiana, and I actually met Emily in college. Um, we went to Franciscan University of Steubenville together, and um, that is where our friendship began back in the 90s, and we have been blessed to be friends for over 20 years.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yes, so I'm one of four
2: kids and now Michelle has four kids, <laughs> but I have seven of my own children. So hey. it's fun to have a friend who's like come from a large family because I didn't really come from that big of a family. Mm. So I'm parenting right now, eighteen to one are my kids' ages. Oh wow. And um it's I'm definitely in a lot of different stages. Um I am from Ohio. I grew up in Ohio, I went to Franciscan University like Michelle mentioned, and that's where we met. We became, um, we call it household sisters. We talk about it a little bit in the book about Mm -hmm. a a Catholic Christian sorority community. And um, we really were friends with a larger group of girls. We played sports together. We, um, you know, she knew my husband in college Mm -hmm. and it was pretty awesome because on the day I got married, Michelle met my dear friend, Matt, who planned the wedding and helped with some of the logistics of the wedding, including being our altar server and our program designer yeah. and um, lo- love at first sight. Was it Michelle? Love at first sight. because <laughs> They, you know, got engaged
1: a year later. Oh, that's yep. awesome. And, yep, we got engaged on Emily and John's anniversary and then we were married uh, shortly six months after that. So, Oh, that's so neat so it was a great time so then i moved here to columbus and um emily and i have been involved in women's ministries since we um have been here after college so we started out Working in a post-abortion healing ministry, um, we've been involved in a lot of faith-sharing groups. We've been involved um, really strongly in our Catholic Women's Conference here. Um, this is our 11th conference we're putting wow. on this year, and we're part of the leadership team of that. And that's been a great um, friendship-building, wonderful event for women.
0: That's beautiful to see how like you guys' this friendship has just blossomed, and not only for the like the good of you two, but just how much that's grown and affected other women in your area too. That's beautiful.
2: And it was fun. We we wrote our first book together, Divine Mercy for Moms, mm-hmm. and um, it was the first time we came together and collaborated in a writing project, and it was just so much fun. Like, we we would say one person would push the stroller, and the other would take the notes. Oh, and I love we that. were, you know, both home during the day, so we were working together, and, um, you know, a lot of people would say, well, how did you have time to do this? I don't understand. And, you know, we just both cut TV out, and mm-hmm. we cut a lot of the frivolous stuff out, but we... Um, we launched our first book. So that was great. And then through us speaking and traveling and just kind of getting out there, like meeting other people, we realized that there is such a need to go deeper in understanding spiritual friendship. Where did it come from? What did the saints say? You know, is it possible in this modern age to have these awesome faith-filled friends? So that's really what the friendship project is all about.
0: That's so beautiful. I love how, yeah, I had first encountered both of you through the Divine Mercy for Mom's book and loved it, and without having littles here on earth, it was like, okay, like, yeah, there's definitely the aspect of motherhood, but then the applicable, like, lessons that I pulled out of the Friendship Project were beautiful and just so much to learn from, so I'm just, I'm so glad that you did it and that you wrote the Friendship Project book, so...
1: Well, thanks. It was really um, a labor of love. And as Emily said, we would go about speaking and people would say things to us like, are you really friends or are you competitive, right? Or this is not a show when we get up in front of, we're not Making any of this up. This is all—we're real friends. You know, we share the story and Divine Mercy for Moms and and the Friendship Project. Our favorite memories is we had babies on the same day together. So we were actually due three weeks apart, <laughs> and it was so neat because I had high blood pressure and I was induced. And I called Emily on the way in to the hospital and said ha ha, I'm going to beat you. And um, I actually looked at the computer while I was in labor and they had the list of patients. And I saw Emily's name on, on the list. And I'm like, oh, she's here too. And she delivered one hour after oh, me. So that's so our neat. little daughters are birthday buddies. Oh, that's oh. adorable. and not that great? And the best part was, is that
2: um, Michelle's worked at that hospital for years oh, wow. as a labor and delivery nurse. What? So she's been a part of a couple of my other births. So when I went into natural labor that night, I started texting her like, okay, I'm coming. Where is our <laughs> pro-life doctor? Cause he said he would deliver our babies, Aww. but it was in the middle of the night. Gosh, and uh, so I, I knew where to go based on where Michelle was. She was, oh, you know, set the direction of the night where to, which hospital to go to in our city. That's So, so beautiful. it's just fun. We've really tried to enjoy our friendship and really give women this inspiration, this idea to look to the saints and mm-hmm. see that Friendship is really for our health, our happiness, mm-hmm. and um, assist- holiness, holiness, yes. and holiness.
0: That's so neat. So in the Friendship Project book, you write a lot of just so many of my favorite saints are in this book, and I loved it. And you not only write about them, but you write about the fact that they're friends with other people and who are saints. And how did you, what was the process like when you went about picking, okay, which saints do we want to feature in this book and, and making those final decisions?
1: Well, first we prayed. Yes, um, of course. <laughs> and then uh, we actually, when we originally did the first outline for the book, we had several male, female. Okay, um, as you know, right? Francis and yeah. Clair, and Scholastica Benedict, and ben- yeah. Benedict and Scholastica, and there was just a lot of um, Saint Jane de Chantal and um, Saint Francis de Sales. There yeah. were so many of those. It was. Um, And it was really neat and we were doing all this research and then when we came back from our editors, they said they wanted all female Okay. because they wanted to show that it is possible right to have these really amazing female friendships yep. that are going to help you grow into holiness with other women so we just started um really digging into some research and gotten a lot of ideas actually from our friends because we say oh. if you know a great woman uh, saint pair let us know and some of the ones we included um, our first saint pair Gertrude and Matilda a friend of us text us a picture of oh. um Saint Gertrude in truck in and Gertrude and Matilda in next to each other with the sacred heart of Jesus. And another friend sent us Hildegard in Utah in um, the chapter on Prudence. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it was really, really a neat thing to have all these um, wonderful saint pairs come together.
0: That's so beautiful. I think it's too, like, I feel like a lot of times in the culture that women friendships or friendships between women get a lot of, of, a bad rap where they say like oh they're just catty and they're backstabbing and they're competitive and i love reading this book because it's like no that's not always the case and the ultimate goal of like holy friendships is that like it's displayed within these the lives of these saints and that is beautiful and that it's attainable too so, yeah
1: yeah absolutely cool. that we want these other women in our lives that are going to, you know, lift us up and pull us forward. And, you know, we read in um, that in Ecclesiastics, you know, one pulls the other up. You know, mm-hmm. when you're riding, walking along a slippery slope and that's what your good Catholic and faith-filled friend should do is, because being Catholic isn't easy yeah. um, in this day and age, or really has it ever? But always through these faith-filled friendships, it's it's an easier journey when you have someone along to help you along the way and to kind of push you. Sometimes maybe yeah. have to stand behind you and push you up the hill, but you'll miss <laughs> it with, with somebody else there behind you.
0: The timing for this book is beautiful too. So I just started a women's, or like in part of a women's accountability group that has that same like mentality. Like, all right, this is hard. We don't have to do this by ourselves. This isn't a competition, and it's based around like the accountability. accountability questions we ask each other every other week are based on the virtues. And so how amazing this was to like, oh, and then I found found this book where it was like, oh, like there's saints and there's, you know, examples and they're all based around the virtues. And that's so beautiful.
2: Well, and the other reason why we called it the friendship project, I just want to tuck this in there is that all of these relationships are still ongoing in our life, Mm -hmm. right? It's not like I was saying to someone the other day, it's not like, you know, I finished my master's and I'm done with that. You know, our friendships even, you know, thanks to social media, you can have access to people that you went to kindergarten with yeah. and still you know, you, your friendliness, you you could be the only gospel interaction they've ever had On mm-hmm. your Facebook feed could be the only one that is putting up things about our Catholic faith or about, mm-hmm. you know, moral subject or whatever, you know, a yeah. little bit more deeper than, than the, uh, the images that come across our screen when we scroll. Mm-hmm. But, um, You know, sometimes when we talk about friendship, people, their defenses go up, right? Well, I'm not a very good friend or I have these terrible friends Mm or, you know, like we all have a guilty place in our heart, you know, where we've been hurt by friendship or we are the ones hurting other people. So this is, we call it the no guilt study. If we could have anything like in red across it, it (laughs) it's just the no guilt study because this study is not about. Remembering maybe the kind of friend you once were, or the hurt you've had, it's about being healed and moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, if anyone's like a little thinking, Oh, that's good for you, but I, I've never had that, you know, we, we, we tell people all the time a lot of us didn't have never had faith sharing groups or these awesome friends, but We really believe Jesus wants to give those kind of relationships to you if you're open to them.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And like that being openness to them too, where if you you are spending your time dwelling on like, oh, I was an awful friend to this person in third grade, or I've really been hurt by someone, you'll never be open to the fact that God wants to pour graces into your friendships now or wants to introduce you to women in your life now who can help you heal from those wounds too.
2: Well, and um, what's been probably our greatest surprise is that women – love this prayer in the back of the book. We have this appendix prayer about mm-hmm. healing from past friendships. Mm-hmm. And that is the one thing that, you know, there's a group of women in their 50s, well, 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, this big group of women, 25 women that gather weekly. And they said we always close with that prayer oh because it. It, it's like we all needed to be healed and cleansed of something we didn't even know was bothering us. Yep. So that's what I, I think Jesus wants to do is just heal our relationships purify our relationships and inspire us to find more meaningful friendships if you don't have these kind of relationships in your life
0: now. Yeah, exactly. For this book, particularly when you guys were writing about this, which, which was your favorite saint friendship to write about and which saint story most resonated in your own life with friendships with women?
1: Well, I love the story and um, the chapter on charity of St. Teresa of Avila and Blessed Anne of St. Bartholomew. Mm. And because I think, you know, many people know a lot about St. Teresa or she's at least very popular. Yes. And, um... She, I did not know though, had this woman that they literally called her her inseparable companion because oh. Blessed Anne, the, some of the moment she entered the convent, um, stayed by Teresa of Avila's side. She was her secretary, she was her nurse, she was her traveling companion. So she was so honored. She knew that Teresa was a great, great saint even while she was still alive. And she was so humbled to be with her at all times. But she just lived this wonderful life of service with Saint Teresa. And Teresa, and the end, of her life died in blessed Anne's arms That's so good. i thought what what better friendship story can that be right that yeah. this beautiful you know at, at the end of your life to to die in your friend's arms with a look of gratitude she said toward all she had done for her so that for me was um a really a touching uh, story
2: mm. well and i think for me i would say perpetual infelicity felicity mm-hmm. and um i was thinking about you chloe as you know the she was a young woman. These are young ladies yeah. and how they lived in the Roman Empire. They lived right in the beginning of the, the founding of the church and how they were martyrs. And they were, you know, dear women that came together of different class, different background. But what mattered most was how they supported each other in those final days of their Christian walk. Mm-hmm. They were in the dark, you know, gloomy cell together and and how the their faith brought them such consolation and how even in the final moments of being in um, the Colosseum and in Carthage, how they were encouraging each other to, to persevere and to make it to their final end, which is with Jesus Christ. So what could be better than that? And I love that they were young and uh, beautiful. And, you know, in, in, in this society we tell everyone that's young and beautiful that the world's ahead of you do whatever you want. Yeah. Right? But the message of being a Catholic is, you know, we really want to live for the next life. That's, that's what matters most.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I love too in these chapters, how not only do you speak about these incredible friendships between women, but you also intertwine it with stories from your own life. And I love this. One of the most touching stories in this book for me was the story of of Stacey in that in the chapter on Felicity and Perpetua, and her story and her battle with cancer. And so I just love how not only is it like, Yes, it's approachable because they're saints and they're they're part of our family, like and the body of Christ. But also, it's like very tangible when you when you combine it with your real life as well. So yeah, it's just beautifully done.
2: Well, we were driving down the road after an event one night, and Michelle's like, "Man, we gotta like make a video with all of our friends that were in the book because yes. people aren't gonna believe us. That they're gonna think we're just making this all up." And we were kind of <laughs> laughing, and it was late at night, and we were driving home, and I'm like. What a great idea. And so, you know, I feel like it's such a neat accomplishment to be able to have a video component where we we did as many of the interviews with the people in the book as we could for each chapter, you know, pulling that person in and telling our friends, like, we want to interview you for this book we're writing, for this video component. And they're laughing. They're like, okay, girls, whatever. (laughs) But lives are being touched. And, And Stacey's story of her battle with cancer being a young mom, yeah. the encounter she had, the deep spiritual encounter she had with knowing that she didn't even have a dear friend who's been through brain cancer. Yeah. I mean, that's a your first instinct, right? Who's been through this before? Mm-hmm. And yet our Lord revealed to her that He was gonna be her friend. He yes. was gonna be the one. I've been on that road. I I know that journey. I'm gonna be there with you. And you know, Michelle and I are happy to say we a year ago we went. And celebrate her, her 10th anniversary of being cancer free, and uh, just a few weeks we're going again to Atlanta to present at her church and oh. do a, a friendship by candlelight evening. So, pretty amazing how God works. That's beautiful.
0: So, we've been talking a lot about deep friendships. Um, I like when I talk about like friends who I have who've like, been through things that I've been through, they're like my heart to heart friends, they're like my soul level friends who like know me through and through but unfortunately like that's not all friendships so in the introduction to your book you talk a lot about these three kinds of friendships that aristotle writes about can you talk a little bit more about what those three types of friends are and why it's important for women to foster virtuous and holy friendships in our lives
1: Sure. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting that friendship has been studied really since, you know, early, early times. So Aristotle, and he talked first, the first level of friendship are those friends of utility. And those are your friends who you're getting like a good or service from. So Emily shares a great story in the introduction about her 40th birthday and getting her nails done. And this, this woman next to her who really... Um, thought that that nail tech was, was her friend. But in in reality, it was, this woman was, you know, doing her nails and politely nodding in agreement and listening to her story, but they were not, like you said, they're not soul sisters. They Mm -hmm. were, she was doing her job and, and listening and, but it was not that deep relationship. So those are that kind of that first level, then the second level is our friends of pleasure. And those are friends we have good times with. That might be your tennis partner. That may be your friends you go out with on Friday night and have a good time with. And you know, I say I think of high school as your Pleasure friends, right? Mm-hmm. The, it was all about having as much fun as possible. But it doesn't go any any deeper than that. When the when the friend ends, the friendship, then the fun ends, then usually the friendship does too. And then the third level Aristotle talks about is friendships and virtue. And that's when you want the best for the other people. Um, you're going a little deeper into friendship and you're wanting to grow in virtue and to be a virtuous friend. And really there's that love in that in that friendship. But then we as Christians, we we take this further than what Aristotle did. And then we talk about spiritual friendship and that's really like we've been talking about is that you want your friendships to end in, to go to heaven, to last yeah. forever in eternity. And we loved that. And, you know, Padre Pio said, you know, let our, friendships be here so that they may go into eternity and last forever that our friendships aren't going to end these spiritual friendships that will be praising god forever together in eternity and that is where we really um want to go and to think that if your goal in all your friendships is to get your friends to heaven you know how differently would you treat everyone um in in your life if you were really wanting them your friends to go to heaven
0: yeah, and how much that would change even the small things like how the way you conversate with them or, um, you know, how often you, you know, ask them how their soul is doing or what their relationship with God looks like too. Like putting that into that, um, that big picture of like this friendship is meant to, yeah, like you said, like get us to heaven, puts it all into a bigger perspective than just, oh, you know, we're here to hang out and have fun.
2: Yeah, one thing we learned too is that like it is hard to cultivate spiritual friendships, mm-hmm. not just because... You know, you, there's really a, a deep love. There's an exchange there, and and friendship is a lot like playing tennis. You can't just keep hitting the ball over the net going one way. Yeah, the other person has to hit the ball back to you, and, <laughs> and in a way that you can, you know, hit it back again. And sometimes um, we talk a little bit in the book about frenemies, <laughs> <laughs> friends who are your enemies. You know, and some of these obstacles on, you know, when how we're always called to be friendly to people. That's mm-hmm. important. That You know, if it's the person of utility, if it's the, if it's, you know, whoever God puts in your life in that day, that's an important part of being a Christian, but cultivating spiritual friendship is really something that is a gift from God to be able to have someone you share about your Catholic faith with, and that you're able to take it deeper than just even being virtuous.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In this book, I love this too, how you talk about virtuous friendships in a very, once again, like a very tangible way where each chapter talks about. Virtues like faith, hope, charity, prudence, gratitude, loyalty, and generosity, and then p- pondering prayerfulness are all covered in the book. And you also talk about, though, the, the, the opposite side of a virtue, is, which is the blocks that we put in our lives against virtue. So how do we as women remove those obstacles that stand in the way of striving for virtue in our lives and in our friendships, too?
2: Well, one thing we notice is you just have to begin to identify the vices that can, we call them the low hanging fruit in our mm. friendships. So, you know, what are the things when we're stressed that we can um, turn to that, that would hurt our faith? So for example, you know, with faith, skepticism, doubt, yeah, you know, hard church teaching, some of these things can block us from going deeper into our faith. And, and that's something that we have to be able to see that's there and, encourage someone to you know really turn to the lord if they're starting to doubt or or you know understand and and these things are important in faith you know how many times do people come to you in a moment of crisis and you can be that person who encourages them to go back to confession mm-hmm. to come before the lord in adoration you can be that amazing friend in their life or for example you know in hope the the opposite of hope is despair you know and presumption mm-hmm. so turning to when a person is in that state and that friendship, you know, bringing them back to hope and reminding them of our eternal goal, which is heaven. So as bad as our life might seem on earth, we have an end that is so much better on the other side. That's so much, you know, that that's why we go through our heartaches and our troubles and our trials. And we have to be that, you know, not Debbie Downer. Mm -hmm. When our friends call, we're thinking of everything terrible to say about the state of the world, the state of our family, the state of the economy, whatever. Yeah. We want to be people of hope and we want to breathe it out to other people and um and really develop these virtues and understand the vices that are opposite that can really tear us down.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's so true. Um and like for practical tips too that you guys were talking about at the end of each chapter you share practical tips for friendships and from you guys' experience as friends and the friends that you've had, friendships you've had with other women If you had to pick some top tips for how women can form new friendships, especially after moments of transition, Um, like I know that I really struggled with friendships after college. I know other women who struggle with friendships once they become mothers, but how do we get past those awkward conversations and into those deep, virtuous friendships that we're longing for?
1: Well, a really, really easy tip is if you go to our website, thefriendshipprojectbook.com and Mm -hmm. you sign up for our email list, we have a great download. It's called Friendship in Progress, Deepening and Developing Friendships. And we took, it's like the cliff notes of the book. So we took the top ideas we had from those practical ideas and Mm -hmm. made a little list. So people could get this whole list. So we'll get a a couple of them here. And the first one is something we call Friendship Friday. Mm -hmm. And this is something, you know, it kind of sounds a little corny, but um, (laughs) we we came up with an, an And Friday is a day to focus on friendships. So number one, think about your friends, pray for your friends, and do something tangible. Reach out. To a friend Maybe it's a phone call Maybe it's you're going to Meet up with a friend For a cup of coffee Friday is your day You're going to think About friendship And actually do something So a lot of times You know Emily and I Will will get together For a coffee at Panera With a friend Or we had a friendship Friday Where we got Everyone together On a Friday night For a pizza party At her sister-in-law's house And it was couples too So it was all couples And, and we had a great time You know Our husbands have been friends For a long time So this is a nice way To tie in your husbands because sometimes right they, they, you might be doing you know a lot of just you know passing in the in the ships in the night I always say and or they don't get to spend time with their friends so by doing couples um, we've gotten together and had you know spontaneous barbecues and that type of thing so on Fridays make it a deliberate effort to focus on your friendships and and like I said to pray for your friends on Fridays and these friendships and that God will send these spiritual friendships into your life.
0: I love that. I love how applicable that is and how much it's like a conscious, intentional thing on, on your part too, where it's not just, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for friends to come along, where it's like you're actively going out and reaching out to people too.
2: Well, another idea we talk about in the book is do a work of mercy together with a friend. Mm. You know, this is there's there's no season of the year that you can't do a work of mercy <laughs> for someone else. And I think when we start, and this is something that we learned in Divine Mercy for Moms when we really looked at the works of mercy. I mean, they're so life-giving. There's so much fun to do with friends. They're easy to coordinate as simple as, you know, um, signing cards for a local nursing home and, and getting those over there or collecting tissue boxes for a nursing home or caroling or, you know, um, we, we going to the soup kitchen doing a clothing drive there's so many things whatever there's a lot of things that women do in our community supporting our crisis pregnancy center you know collecting baby socks whatever that is but coming together and doing a work of mercy is such a great way to develop friendships so pull some women together and and come up with one great idea and you'll have more laughs than you've had probably in a month <laughs>
0: One of the things that you mentioned is praying, not only praying with your, for your friends, but also praying with your friends. If the people who are, if women who are listening have never prayed um, for holy friendships or never prayed with the women that they're friends with in their wife currently, what are ways that they can start?
1: Well, first, just, you know, simply every day, you know, asking the Lord, please, Lord, send faith-filled women into my life. And we have prayers we wrote in the book. Mm-hmm. If you need something like formula written for you even for each of these virtues we have one on bringing friendships of faith into our life we have a prayer we wrote to saint john the apostle Mm -hmm. um, about sending faith-filled friendships into your life so those are some you know simple ways and then when you are with your friends when they're talking about something that's they're going through that's troublesome or difficult just you can just stop and say, can I pray with you right now? And something as simple as saying a Hail Mary or an mm-hmm. Our Father. You don't have to have this prolonged, spontaneous, charismatic prayer if that <laughs> is not your thing. Yep. You could just do a simple prayer. Um, Emily um, and I, we have another friend, Emily, and they call um, call it getting together and they do a Holy Five. And they'll spend five minutes together in prayer just going over their intentions for what's on their heart. Mm. And then maybe they'll say it, you know, the cha- a part of the Chaplet of Divine Mercy or a decade of the Rosary together if they still have a few minutes, so you can also do that. We used to have a rosary play group, so we would get together and let the kids play, and then we would get together and say the rosary at the end of the play group together. So that's a simple way to do things that everybody is comfortable with. That's um, not you know not difficult, and you don't have to even do a whole rosary. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing we always stress, and if you have a faith share, a group of women getting together like for. A book club or faith sharing group is to say your intentions at the end. And that's something we um, stress in every video for the Friendship Project is have everyone go around the room so everybody gets a turn and whatever's on their heart to share that. And, and that is really, um, we've, we've been in some groups that women have never, like, they don't even know how to even verbalize prayer, right? They didn't even know what to ask for. So it was such an opening of their hearts of just starting to pray and, and even opening up their intercessory prayer life.
0: That's beautiful. I love the tip where it's if someone brings up something that's in it that they're struggling with that they have on their heart, just stopping and praying for them right now, because I'm always I'm super guilty of being like, oh, pray for you about that. And then forgetting about it or praying for them, you know, a couple days later when it finally, oh, that's right. I, I promised to pray for them. And so I love how just practical it is where it's stopping. And while you're in that moment, pausing and just bringing that to prayer right away.
2: Well, Michelle got me onto this really great app, the Echo Prayer Manager. Mm. So it's a fun little app, and you put in your prayer intentions, and then they pop up. So occasionally, all the friends' prayer intention pop up, and then I'll just text them and say, Hey, I'm praying for your daughter. I know she really struggles with depression today. Just want you to know. I hope everything's great. I mean, you would think that I gave that person a pot of gold (laughs) when you send that kind of text. I mean, it is especially when that intention was maybe two months ago. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when they told you that, so sometimes like, um, a prayer managing app or something to help you kind of, um, you know, remember these intentions and being, you know, for me, having one a day is perfect because with seven kids, I don't think my brain is big enough (laughs) anymore to (laughs) hold all those intentions. But but my manager does. So that's a that's a fun idea if you're trying to, to work on it. But definitely when someone's struggling in your life, that is the best thing you can do is
1: just say, can we offer a little prayer? And I've never had anyone say no of you, Michelle. Yes. No. Either. I mean, sometimes they are kind of might look at you funny a little bit, but <laughs> they'll usually let you, you know, even say a, a short prayer with them. And, and even if you go a little deeper and pray over them, that's the honestly, I've never had anyone do that before. So mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a
0: gift. That's so neat. For women who have friendships that they have in their lives right now that they want to get to the point of being able to pray with them or they want that to be a a regular thing in their friendship, but their friendship may not be at that virtuous level or they're striving towards that. Do you have any tips for how to transform those friendships from just friendships of utility or friendships of pleasure and into those deep virtuous friendships?
2: Well, we hope that it's not a moment of tragedy that transitions friendships Mm -hmm. because sadly sometimes... Those are the events that show you who your real friends are. And we hear that all the time from women. Um, So you want to have these friendships established to hold your hand in the slippery slope of life. And, you know, a few suggestions we'd make is, number one, you know, look to the left and right of you in your parish. (laughs) There might be another person who looks like they're in the same stage as you, and that might be a great place to say, Oh, maybe we could meet for coffee after mass next week. If, Mm -hmm. if you just moved to that city and you're trying to figure out, you know, some new friendships, ask the pastor, is there anyone else? Is there a young group here, you know, a face sharing group I can participate in? Do you know anyone that would, you know, like the pastor usually has a good pulse on someone he can connect you with Mm -hmm. as you're looking for friendship. Now, if you have these friendships and you want to take them deeper Another suggestion is, you know, the adoration and ice cream. Or, yeah. you know, our guys would do adoration and beer, and <laughs> we would um, we would we would really make the best of it. So we would gather for an hour of adoration, and then go on and get ice cream, or you know, meet up and and get a beer and wings or whatever that people felt like that night. So just always include a little fun. That's okay to do that, and I think you'll be plenty surprised that
1: who shows up for such great events as, as, that. I
2: love it. And
1: what, one, one thing, you know, we talk about too, is um, one of the things we learned from our friend, father, Michael Gately was asking the merciful question. And that's really when you see someone, um, and sometimes you just need to open up and ask them to open up a little bit and mm-hmm. ask them what's on their heart. And, and, and you'd be surprised at what they want to share with you sometimes. And, and they say, nobody really wants to ask these questions, right? And yep. everyone just wants to hey, how are you? kind of fine. They don't want a really a deep answer, but really asking that or if you know something is going on in life, how is your sister, you know, that had you know had a C section and I know she's having a different difficult delivery, or how is your sister that was is ill, or how is your husband? Asking how, you know, something if you know is going on with that person and and you know because you truly care and that means a lot to people that you reach out and and ask them um about those things in their life
0: that's so beautiful for women who are listening and they want there's I mean you guys have had so many good tips in this in this podcast alone but I know that there's much more out there because of all the work that you put into the friendship project can you tell women who are listening like where they can find your book what they can find in your book um your website with your videos that you've been talking about and also how to turn this book into a group study to delve into these ideas with women around them too?
2: Well, great questions. I'll start and I'll let Michelle uh, fill in. So first of all, we did put together a website and we mentioned it earlier, thefriendshipprojectbook.com. And um, we believed in the importance of this type of friendship so much. We built this website um, with the ability to download, stream, or even purchase if you need DVDs of these videos that complement each chapter. So it's very easy to have somebody else praying for you, like Michelle and I. You know these interviews, these deeper discussions on each virtue. So if you are feeling a little awkward, you know, and you would like to have a face-sharing group or participate, this is the perfect way to do it. Bringing some women together and having that face-sharing experience. Plus, we have a free. Um, Journal Journal, 23 page journal. You can just print off, bring to the face sharing group, free recipes, free invitations that you could just cut, print off, cut off and, you know, send to friends or, you know, um, copy it and send them out to girlfriends and say, you know, we want you to come and be a part of this. So the, the website is definitely full of tons of resources. Plus, we have a discount available for you if you order the book
1: in bulk. Yeah, so Ave Maria Press, we said, you know, this is important to us that women not only read this, but they do it together in groups. So if you order a group of 10 books or more, they're offering 40% oh, off. Oh, wow. So the, the code is FRIENDS, just like the old TV show. <laughs> and, um, and it's then 40% off. So you can get the book for less than $10. And then, then the women in your group um, can all do this together. Um, and that there's no barriers, right? You Everybody can afford a $10 study mm-hmm. and especially you're going to do this over usually women do it over eight or nine sessions and um, some women are doing it with their daughters. We have a group here in Columbus that women are um, meeting with their eighth grade daughters and they're all reading it together and talking at home about it and then the moms talk together in the group and the daughters talk together in the group. We have women, you know, in their 60s and 70s doing it. We have women in their 20s doing it. So it spans the ages and the book is available everywhere you can get it at amazon you can get it at ave maria press uh you can get it at barnes and noble so all um and also your catholic bookstores. so i know chloe works at a catholic bookstore so <laughs> hopefully you have the we, friendship project there we do I know. Well,
2: you, you know what's fun chloe is we have a university at secular university in ohio doing it with 25 girls through their newman center I love so it. the newman center helped um with providing some of the books and, you know, they were really excited to do it as college girls. Cause I know that that's an important stage of establishing what kind of friendships, you know, you want to have the rest of your life. So, you know, from there's no age too old and, and probably even too young, but uh, we're, we're excited to launch uh, the Friendship Project book, wherever God wants it to be.
0: That's so beautiful. All the website, the website will be found in the show notes too on the on the podcast page and on my blog. So if you're l- listening and you want to check this out more, know that like all this is in the show notes because it's a beautiful website. It's an incredible resource. I want to do it with my women's accountability group and my and my Bible studies. And it's just really, it's just so good. I love it.
1: You know, I had a woman stop in my office today and she was in, we did a pilot group here of 30 women from all different parishes. And she said, and now I'm doing it again in this other women's group. And she said, it's amazing that to even do this again, all the new conversation and the new friendships and the new things I'm learning by doing the study again, I'm loving it even more the second time. I love
0: it. That was a neat neat little story. That's so neat. And it's true, like in different phases that you go through your life and the different friendships that you're you're fostering and, and getting to encounter women And that's, it's going to shift and change. And every woman is going to have a different perspective on how to live out the feminine genius and how to delve into those virtuous friendships.
2: Absolutely. And I, my favorite thing about, um, letters to women is the introduction when Pope John Paul thanks all the different type of women, you know, and it just with me, it doesn't, that's one thing that's really important is that all women are welcome to the table of friendship Mm -hmm. and that. We all know that we have a place there and in this society is very much into dividing women and making them feel like, Oh, but you're not a mom or you're working or you're not working or I'm wealthy and you're poor and Uh you know, all of that needs to go away. And I think, um, we need to look to, um, St. John Paul and realize that he welcomed all of us to the table of spiritual friendship.
0: That's so beautiful. Speaking of the feminine genius, we'll use this question to wrap it up. How has your friendships with each other helped both of you live out the feminine genius in your ordinary daily lives.
1: Well, it definitely, you know, it pushes at you forward to mm-hmm. do things that you you may not have been bold enough to do, right? I didn't. This initial book project for Divine Mercy for Mom was offered to me a year before um, we took it up, and it was really um, that by having someone to do it with that it was even possible. Because I knew um, that at the time I was asked, I just couldn't write a whole book by myself. But when you have someone say, "Yes, I can do this. I can do it with you, and I will help you." And it was amazing to see um, the, you know, it's just the things that flourish from working together and collaborating and and having that spiritual friend right by your side. Mm. Well, and
2: the best part is, I remember there's a point when we were writing Divine Mercy for moms, and Michelle's like, "Oh my gosh, like listen to us, our conversation is so tame. Like we were talking about the saints and this and our project and the works of mercy and spiritual friendship, and and it's given such direction to our conversation because. You know, in in any friendship, even good friends, that low hanging fruit is always available to go to those kind of conversations that might lead you down roads that you don't want to go. So I think that whenever you're whatever your apostle is, whatever you're called to do, realize that friendship is strengthened when Jesus is in the middle and you have an understanding of the purpose of this friendship, which is to get
0: to heaven. I love it that's so beautiful thanks so much for you guys both for your time tonight this has been beautiful i've learned so much i can't wait to share it with listeners but also for the work that you've put into both divine mercy Jeremiah mercy for mom and the friendship project i know you guys are touching so many hearts and it's just a beautiful ministry that i'm really thankful for
1: well thank you and thank you for having us and it's been a blessing to meet another new friend
0: (laughs) thanks for coming on
1: absolutely
0: Thanks for listening to the episode. To find out where to get Emily and Michelle's books, how to access their website that they've built exclusively for the Friendship Project, or if you're looking for more resources about virtuous friendship, you'll find all of that in the show notes over at oldfashionedgirlblog.com. If you'd like to support Letters to Women, you can find out how to do that over at patreon.com letters to women. If you have an extra minute throughout the day, please take time to review and or rate the podcast on iTunes so that more women can find the show. Thank you so much for all your support. And that's all I have for this time. So until next time, be not afraid.